everybody. Welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. Uh, week one review edition, our second review episode of the season. Ryan, um, how's it going? Good. Uh, I'm glad to once again be on the only podcast that will uh, try to make a joke about being in Arizona for the weekend, but have no material by the time they get ready to mm-hmm. record. Well, you had, I mean, you had all day, Ryan. You were on a flight like a lot recently. I feel like you probably should have brought a little bit more to the table. Hmm. Well, what can you do? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's Listen, buddy, it's, it's week one for all of us. Sometimes we show up and we only run cover one and cover three for an entire game. And yeah. uh, that's the only thing we know how to do. And we don't even really know how to do that. Um, well, it was it was that kind of week in college some football. Some people like cover one and cover three. <laughs> <laughs> it was that kind of week in college football. Um, a lot of What a sloppy week. Yeah, a lot of entertaining games. I don't think there were a lot of good games, right? I, I think that... I had fun watching a lot of these games. I don't think that the teams had a lot of fun in, yeah. in most of these matches. It also doesn't help that one of our biggest, like one of our biggest uh, games of the week mm-hmm. was kind of a real letdown. And one of our teams kind of really just fucking blew yeah. it for us. Yeah. Making us look bad. Yeah. Making us look like <laughs> dumbasses. Yeah. Billy Napier, I swear to God, it's, if I see you, it's on site. <laughs> Overall, I think uh, I think probably a positive week for the field. Though I think we came out ahead as yeah, always. Yeah, the Pac-12 uh, South is good, which right. we which we told you all and, about. And here's the good part: as you know, no one's going to go back and listen to our old no. podcast about this, so we can twist whatever narrative we've we've had enough takes. Yeah, and we can twist this narrative to however we want to fit our purposes. Yeah, we we told everybody ahead Welcome of to time. The spin zone. Yeah, we told everybody ahead of time that UCF's going to be really good, and that Gus Monson's right. a good coach. Right. We've always been saying that Boise State sucks. UCF's really good. <laughs> um, Patrick was a huge Ohio State fan, and really uh-huh. like really thought they were going to be great this season yeah um obviously we knew that fresno state was, uh-huh. was just gonna run the mountain yeah we're West. big two big jake hayner heads over mm-hmm. here um yep. let's 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 get right into this here so we we have a couple categories here then we're gonna hit on a couple other games that were significant a couple categories yes categories uh first up here game because, of the because patrick likes poop mm-hmm. game of the week nominees <laughs> were you proud of that one was that good for you <laughs> how about flipping the fecal matter yeah things? really bringing your a game this week bud uh <laughs> game of the week nominees here we've got five contenders uh, first up Thursday night, Ohio State at Minnesota. We debated on on this one coming into the week on rather than whether this was the main screen game or not. Um, I still don't know if we have a definitive answer because I think yeah, it, I think Boise State UCF was also really good. It, yeah, it turns out the. I'd argue the single best time slot of the week was not any of the Saturday games, but Thursday night was probably <laughs> yeah. the best time slot we had yeah. all week. Yeah, which people is... were also gawking at Bowling Green, Tennessee. Yes, <laughs> in the yeah. slot, which we are certainly not including as a game no. of the week, but it was a game of the week technically. I mean, yeah. it was a game within this week. Yeah, Boise State UCF was also a nominee here. That featured a couple heavy swings back and forth from both yeah. teams, going on big scoring runs. At the other day, UCF scored last, won the game. Yeah. Um, Ohio State, Minnesota. <laughs> I mean, the stat was absolutely ridiculous. That I pulled it up here uh, in terms of time of possession. There's 39 uh, to 21. And, not and, and, not only that, but uh, what I was going to say is from the. Hang on, sorry, I'm just reading through my text to a uh, friend of the podcast, Jim Youngerman. Uh, from the 12:43 mark of the third quarter to the 4:39 mark of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Basically, the entire second half of the game. Ohio State possessed the ball for a total of three minutes and 22 <laughs> seconds and scored 35 yeah. points in that period of time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a, a defensive <laughs> touchdown will certainly help with that, but it, it really was like this Ohio State, this is the most Ohio State under Ryan Day yes. that we have seen. This is the most concentrated version of it. Yeah. They where, scored a point every five and a half seconds. Yeah. Like like the, <laughs> CJ Stroud was, was absolutely unwilling to take any easy throws, couldn't hit any easy throws. Every single pass was a it was a bomb. Unless you count half. the 45 bubble screens that were ran. Yeah. The, 45, yeah, the 45 yeah. bubble screens. And also all of his touchdown passes were really easy too. It, when you yeah. have Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, it's not, good. Yeah, it's not very hard. And he probably would have had one on his first play too if Garrett yeah. Wilson catches that ball that hits him in the face. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, as we all know, Garrett Wilson's terrible. Should definitely <laughs> stay right. at Ohio State for another year. I think we all agree on this. <laughs> but uh, this this game was, it was fun to watch. I enjoyed watching it. I was I was in the press box. Um, Ohio State's defense is not good. It's still just not good. Um, yeah, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to this. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back to it. But, uh, uh, but how about some other games, Patrick? <laughs> yeah, but this this one was fun. I think it's a yeah. I think it's a strong same contender. With, same with Boise State UCF. Obviously, yeah. this did not go the way we wanted it to. Uh, Gus Malzahn spited us once yeah. again. I, I think these are two 
not very good teams yet from watching it. Yeah. I, I think we have two teams that are talented, but two teams that are not really teams. I think we probably learned level. that UCF is the third best team in the AAC, but that doesn't mean much this year because we also learned that the rest of the AAC, maybe Memphis is third best, they're third uh, or fourth. I think Tulane has an argument too. Tulane, Tulane's in their shirt. Tulane there, looked really good. There are five good. teams that are going to matter this season and yeah. Houston ain't one of them. <laughs> yeah. No, Houston is not one of them. Um, <laughs> speaking of Tulane, Tulane, Oklahoma also here on the list. Tulane almost pulls off a, a pretty impressive comeback. Michael Pratt looked really really good at quarterback. And, and um, we should keep in mind here real quick to start interrupting Patrick because mm-hmm. I like to do. Um, yeah. We we saw, I mean, Tulane lost this game by five points on the road in a week where they couldn't practice in their home stadium. <laughs> yeah. This was supposed to be a home game for Tulane and yeah. obviously they weren't supposed to have a hurricane destroying their season. What does this look like if Tulane actually gets the Sooners at home? I, I, I almost feel like it's not as close, which is not so? a fun answer just because I think Oklahoma kind of fell asleep and I think Lincoln Riley said as much. Yeah. Um, the Oklahoma defense looked perfectly fine in the first half and right. then sort of fell apart in the second half when it stopped paying attention. Yeah. I think that this was more a case of Tulane got going in the second half and kind of caught Oklahoma by surprise and Oklahoma couldn't figure out where its gear was to, to shift back up. It was, you know, just sort of, it was to, uh, to use a, 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 you know, a reference that some some folks who listen to this might understand. It was asleep, drunk in the McDonald's drive-thru. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he took some pills as well. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, I do think that it's worth noting that Spencer Rattler kind of just is who he thought he is. Which, yeah, he's, uh, he's I mean, fine. He has a great arm, but his decision-making still sucks. Like, he threw two yeah. picks against fucking Tulane. I do think it's fun that Oklahoma has to play with Josh Allen, like college Josh Allen, because it, it's interesting to <laughs> test Josh the, Allen was 6'1". Yeah, yes. it's interesting to test the limits of those kind of offenses with quarterbacks that can't hit the broadside of a barn but can throw 70 yards. Yeah. I also um, want to be clear with this, Lincoln Riley. You were on fucking notice for yeah. not playing Eric Gray more often and giving carries to that bum Kennedy Brooks. Yeah. I don't care if Kennedy Brooks averaged <laughs> twice as many yards per carry as Eric Gray did. <laughs> Give the ball to Eric Gray. Oh, come on. Some of us have money on this. Yeah, Eric Gray is good. <laughs> Kennedy Brooks is mediocre. Yeah. Um, next up here, Fresno State at Oregon. Um, woof. Yeah. The, the Oregon offense, not good. Not, not Man, good. Absolutely. It's, it's crazy to think that an offense led by Anthony Brown didn't score a lot of points. Yeah. I, I don't know any way we could have seen this come. I really don't understand what they're trying to prove. It's crazy this. that an offense, you know, uh, coordinated by Joe Moorhead, gave a lot of negative plays like they have always done everywhere he's ever gone. It's really, I mean, I'm shocked. Yeah. It, and it's it's like he doesn't know what his own offense is about because you have to balance those out with extremely explosive plays, with, with which Anthony Brown absolutely has no interest in doing. Uh, and also, they don't have any receivers or running backs that are capable of hitting explosive plays. I like Johnny Johnson. I, I don't. He's fine. I don't mind. The, I, I like. Um, I think Travis Dye is the more explosive of the halfbacks. I don't mind yeah. him. Um, it's just like they don't. They don't seem to understand what their own offense is because right. I think Ty Thompson would be really good at that. I mean, they had one play longer than twenty-five yards the entire day. Yeah, that's and, against or against Fresno State. Rather, I mean, yeah. you just can't like. And I think Fresno State's good. Like from watching this game, my my takeaway other than Wolf Oregon doesn't have a quarterback is I think Fresno State's pretty good yeah um Jake Hayner looked really good at quarterback their rushing attack was absolutely not there at all sure. and they still managed to score points um I don't know what happened what happened to Ronnie Rivers here um but Jake Hayner looks like prime Taylor Martinez to me okay <laughs> sure <laughs> I, I love when uh when teams have like a 2015 ass quarterback and you're yeah just it's like, it's i mean fresno is sort of 2015 like that's what they do is yeah. they run like a 2015 ass offense it's not a terrible idea and, and we should say now just that's the way i was in arizona this entire weekend as i might have mentioned yeah. the last podcast so uh i for the first time in my life got to experience the glory of having the <laughs> pac-12 network live on cable available to me yeah and man was it a blast i watched uh this Oregon game, I watched the uh, the Washington game. We'll talk about it a little bit later. Yeah. I was in fucking hog heaven, yeah. man. It was a great time. We do love that. I have not watched this game. I'll not lie to you, folks. I, I watched I, a lot of this. Game. I've watched a lot of the games on this list. I did not watch this one. I just really like, man. That Oregon O line is not good. That yeah. uh, which they're just kind of supposed to be their whole thing. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, <laughs> given I mean, Mario Cristobal, uh, Justin Flo, and Noah Suell and Kayvon Thibodeau are all freaks. Yeah. I will say that those I, guys are nasty. And I think that defense is is going to be really good because it, it's also getting its two starting cornerbacks back. Yeah, I mean, pretty um, incredible by the they, way that yeah. uh, you know those guys are missing practice this week to attend a trial that they're on for uh-huh. a felony charge. Yeah, for shooting homeless people in the head with an airsoft gun. Yes, as they and then drove they're playing Eugene. on Saturday after the trial. Yeah. Day, allegedly, yeah. they're, they're yeah. supposed to be. There's, there's a uh, only one suspension, only one game suspension announced. So I think they're Ma- gonna be playing. Mario Cristobal truly is meant, meant to be the Alabama head yeah. coach. Um, last one here on the game of the week nominees: Notre Dame at Florida State. Um, this was the Sunday night game. Notre Dame 
sort of met no real resistance on offense, was yeah. sort of just dicing through the Florida State defense. Kyron Williams then, rocks. Yeah, yeah, Kyron Williams is really, really good, and J- Jack Cohn had about 20 seconds in the pocket on every single play. Yeah, man. I um, mean, Save for, I think it was, who was it, Jermaine Johnson? Is that the uh, the Florida State defensive lineman transfer from, that sounds about from, right. from Georgia, who was... He looked pretty good. Um, Florida State, I think it was Akeem Dent in the secondary, wasn't bad, but everybody else on that defense, man, just not good. Mm. Um, but Florida State's offense was sort of able to pull together something resembling a game plan because it was able to create a ton of big plays later on in this game. And then, man, Jordan Travis is not good also. like yeah. we, we should probably say that ahead of time. But then you have the moment in the fourth quarter where he gets his helmet knocked off and Mackenzie Milton comes in. Um already one of my favorite moments of the season right. I think that was so cool uh, where he, he comes in you know this guy hasn't played in three years he comes in and immediately throws a dime that's better than anything Jordan Travis had done for the entire game and you're just like oh yeah Mackenzie Milton this right. guy can play huh that's right and it, it scares the shit out of me every time he's out there because I, I don't want him to get hurt again um, but man he's he's so much fun to watch it instantly became a more interesting game when he came out onto the field um, it's too bad that he couldn't get the win but like, if he's not the quarterback moving forward what the fuck is Mike right. and, and doing? I think importantly his arm allowed them to open up the running game which is yeah. where Florida State really thrived yeah um pretty incredible here that uh one of my favorite things in college football uh is that they have Jay Sean Corb the Texas A&M transfer he, he looked awesome yeah okay so get this uh this guy has let's see let me count out these carries real quick here he has uh, 192 carries over four years in college football and uh he is now a redshirt sophomore <laughs> College football is so cool, man. This kid rocks. But, I mean, he had uh, he averaged almost ten yards a carry on fifteen yeah. carries, and he was really good. And I know they had a pretty good uh, backfield coming in with uh, Ward, Corbin, and Toa Feely. Yeah, Toa Feely was lead back last year, and he was third in the team in carries. Yeah, yeah and I think he uh, was the worst the of the bunch. On, right, right. On I mean, Sunday. But, and the worst of the bunch is averaging almost six yards a carry yeah. too. By the way, uh, their running game is actually like I know we've. Oh, I've been making fun of Florida State's offensive line mm-hmm. for... Uh, and it's it's still bad. It's, it's still, still not, not good, yeah. but at least they figured out somehow to scheme around it and get, yeah. get some runs for these guys because yeah, and, uh, the running game was pretty impressive. And I don't hate the wide receivers either, especially if McKenzie Milton's the quarterback. Yeah. I, I think that this is a legitimately capable offense if McKenzie Milton is the quarterback. Are we, are we coming around on Norvell? I, I mean, I certainly, I'm not as averse to him as I was before this game. Yeah, as I, I was, you know, yeah, I, 48 I, hours ago. Yeah. I think they did a good job here. I, I think that he adjusted well. I had no issue with the fourth and three call uh, when they were on their own 30 in the, yeah. in the third quarter or whatever it was. They were down by 18 points. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you got to yeah, try it. Right, right. Yeah. I don't think he picked the right quarterback. I understand absolutely why he didn't pick McKenzie Milton because McKenzie Milton is very obviously still kind of injured. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also almost lost his leg playing football. And that's a bad decision to have to make as right. a coach. Um, I wouldn't want to make that decision. No. But also, he's just better. He's just a better quarterback. Uh, but I also, after watching the ACC much of this weekend, I mean, is it crazy that Florida State could win like seven or eight games this I, year? I don't think Florida State's going to be terrible. I think Florida State, I mean, they're at least as good as North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I don't we think... Re- do you want to revisit the Florida State schedule real quick before we pick game of the week? Sure. I think we know what the pick will be, but yeah, sure. Let's let's hear it. Uh, they get Jacksonville State at home next week, so that'll that's, be one-on-one. Yeah. Uh, they get they go on the road at Wake Forest. Wake looked pretty that's good. A, that's a big game. That that's is a swing a, game. That is one that I saw Florida State fans talking about as a big game. I... Right now, I probably can't give it to Florida State. Just so, they, so we have them one and two. Yeah. Then they go Louisville and Syracuse at home. That's three, three and, and two. two. Boy, Louisville, really bad. Then they go on the road at North Carolina. I I mean, I don't see a reason they can't win that game. That's another toss-up there. I think that's two, it's two swing games, two pretty huge I think swing Florida games. State has better players around its quarterback than North Carolina does. I think North Carolina may have some answers by then. That uh, maybe not. I don't know, but I think they'll have more answers. Uh, I think we have to be safe for now. We shouldn't overreact to week one. Yeah, we should probably call it three and three. Yeah, and they get UMass I, at home. Oh, sorry, I, I don't think it's unrealistic to think that they could that they could get one of Wake Forest and and North Carolina. So we want to call them four and two. Sure. Okay. They get UMass at home. Five and two. They go on the road to Clemson. They'll probably lose that game. Yeah. I mean, although <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, five and three. They get NC State at home to lose that. Yeah. Five and four. They get Miami at home. That game's a toss-up now. Mm, we'll probably lose. Uh, five, yeah, and five, five and five. Then on the road at Boston College. I, I mean, I don't think it's impossible. Yeah, probably five and six. Then on the road at Florida. Yeah. Six and six. They win that game. 
Sure. Florida sucks. Yeah, Florida sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I that's, mean, that's not, actually a really hard schedule. That's, that's a really hard schedule. Get get some better offensive linemen. Get Travis Hunter in there. I think you're in a. I think you're in a decent place. This recruiting class is not bad from what I've seen. Right. Um, also, well, I mean, damn, they just got to schedule better. Uh, yeah. By the way. Yeah. Don't let yourselves do that. Yeah. Don't play Notre Dame. You, I mean, I think they're contractually they obligated. Yeah, they probably have to. And they but, also play Clemson and Miami yeah. and North Carolina. That's just a tough crossover yeah. year. Don't don't play UMass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might lose the Walt Bell. Yeah, probably. Okay, so uh, who is your vote for game of the week, Patrick? I think it's got to be Notre Dame, Florida State. This is the game I had the most fun watching. I, I know, again, you don't watch this game. I'm actually going to pick Fresno State at Oregon. Okay. I, I was really enjoying the Pac-12 network presentation, and I've decided I'm a Pac-12 guy now, despite okay. them being awful all week. Sure enough. Let's move now to the You Blew It nominees. You Blew It! These are teams that we had sort of a rooting interest in that blew it. Um, they did fucking blow it. Yeah, they did blow it in you a lot of down, cases. Guys. Yeah, and in some cases, this is that both of us had a rooting interest. In some cases, it's that one of us had a rooting interest. In one case, it's that Ryan thought Alabama would be bad, which I think is sort of a fun <sighs> a fun approach you've taken. I got God. Um, first up here, we have Louisiana at Texas. Man, what the fuck? Yeah, come on. What the fuck, guys? I, I was watching this game for a while, and I eventually turned it off. I, it, made it, me, it made me sad. It became clear they just weren't <laughs> going to hit on any of their passes. Like, it was yeah. both bad throws and drops. Just a lot of things were going wrong. Yeah. Um, the game plan did not look good no uh, I, I also it turns out texas decided to give the ball to Bijan robinson all the time which um <laughs> yeah. will make them better i thought jordan I, what is is it jordan jordan whittington is mm-hmm. that right? it's a hard name to say i thought he looked good not really at receiver go ahead <laughs> let's hear it jordan whittington oh my god unbelievable <laughs> this man could work for espn um yeah louisiana's offense just didn't really get going it, it didn't have a ground game to pace itself which really caused problems because i don't think levi lewis is a good enough passer right. on his own to to keep them afloat and the defense I really don't think looked bad it was just on the field too much I will say it's probably not good for Texas going forward that their top three receivers in this game were a running back a former running back and Mm -hmm. a converted quarterback who's now a running back yeah well, <laughs> I, I, I don't the, think that bodes well against good football. No, you know, but no, I don't. Uh, I don't think that they're going to be able to take the top off of, of of very many teams. But I did think Hudson Card looked pretty good. Yeah, um, I mean, this I, this is going to be an explosive scoring offense. And which, I think I think Sark is. I hate to compare him to Lane Kiffin because it doesn't feel fair to either coach. But I do think he's good at understanding the talent that he has and and working his offense around that, which we didn't, we didn't, I don't think we really knew before, right? I don't think he had to do that at Alabama. And so I was impressed by the way that he was able to adjust it and sort of eliminate the vertical part of his passing game while still having success with everything else. Right. I, I thought that was, that's not easy to do. I mean, pretty crazy that every single one of the Texas's, Texas's scores came inside the red zone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, not they what just, you expect from a Sark offense, really. No, they were super efficient, and and Bajan Robinson certainly helps with that. He's going to keep you on pace with the with the sticks pretty much every time you give him the ball. Right. Um. So give him the ball. <laughs> they probably need to find a second receiver or a yeah. receiver. Um, <laughs> probably going to help be helpful. Yeah. But Hudson Card's good. I like them. I think this team. I mean, especially after watching Iowa State and Oklahoma this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, I think Texas. I, I'm not saying Texas is back or anything like that, no. but. I think the Big 12 is bad enough that this is a wide open competition and they are capable of winning it. I think this is an eight and four team that Texas fans are really excited about. That would be that's my that's my theory on that. I think this is a pretty good. Like I think Louisiana is still going to be good. I think. Yeah, I I know. I I do too. I just I think that this Texas team has some glitches that it will that it will suffer throughout the season as it might under a first year head coach who is running kind of a this still it feels like a patchwork system to me and I think that it works well enough but I, I do think that it can be susceptible to like. If you draw West Virginia on the road, you might fuck it up or something, right? Like, sure. I, I don't think well, that that's. We'll I talk about them in a little bit too yeah, here. <laughs> I don't think that's impossible. But games, game, games of that nature. Yeah. Um, Speaking, of, I will say that's one of the best wins of the week, right? Uh, Texas beat yeah, Louisiana is yeah, one of the absolutely. best wins that's, of the week for sure. That's a ranked win. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a good team. Yeah, I think I think Louisiana still goes ten and two, eleven and one this year. Yeah, I, I think that I think eleven and one is a distinct possibility. I think they're going to lose to Coastal after watching this game. Yes. Um, and but, also watching Coastal a little bit. Yeah, Coastal looks really good. Yeah, and. Uh, I also believe that, uh, you know, t- I- I'm looking at the schedule. Texas really might go like 11 and one. Like it's, mm. it's 10 and two, 11 and one is like, I, I think 10 and two is right now the most likely result in their schedule. I don't see any way that they beat Oklahoma or Iowa state. So who I, else they lose to? I, I don't think there's anyone else. I, I think there's a, I think there's a glitch in there. That's, that's my, that's my fear. Freshman, you know, whoo, Ryan has, Ryan I just has, got so mad at Patrick's take. I yeah, threw my <laughs> microphone. Uh, but I mean, freshman quarterback, you have to play teams who are fairly experienced, fairly veteran that, that really don't want to ha- let you have the ball like Kansas state or West mm-hmm. Virginia. I don't think it's impossible to see them losing one of those stupid ones or TCU even sure, you know, TCU can just hand the ball to Zach Evans 
40 times and, yeah. and just see what happens. I, I don't, I am not fully confident in Texas's ability to not fuck up. And I don't think it has any chance against Iowa state or Oklahoma. Um, I think they're going to beat Iowa state's ass and Iowa state sucks. Matt Campbell's stupid. Um, I, I, we'll talk about it. We'll get to that. We'll talk about it. Uh, stay in the big 12 here. Our other, one of our other, you blew it nominees of the yeah. week, uh, is West Virginia at Maryland. Um, I was with an ears fan this weekend. I was rooting for the years. Um, I was rooting against Maryland because I don't like Maryland. Yeah. Um, we don't like Mike Loxley, I think specifically. Right. Right. Um, Mantalia looks really good. Yeah, I was pretty impressed, honestly. <laughs> West Virginia is clearly feeling the effects of losing, you know, a million defensive backs yeah. to transfer and their defensive backs coach and yeah. coordinator. Yeah, hey, did uh, did Tyke Smith play for, for Georgia this week? Uh, I, I, I don't remember. I'm Earnestly, I don't remember. They had um, Ace Smith, but I think that was a different one. I think right the here, other one was six. out. But, um, um, well, well, let's check the box score. Yeah, I, I don't know specifically, um, but he would have been nice to have regardless. That That is, when you're guarding Dante Dimas and, and Rakeem Jarrett, I think that Tyke Smith would have been a beneficial guy to have for, for West Virginia, and it seemed like it just they sort of just lacked the guys. Uh, Georgia played three different guys, the last name Smith, not awesome. of whom were Tyke Smith. Awesome. So I'm assuming he was the one that it was injured. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was... I, I didn't look for us. I didn't watch a ton of this <laughs> one, um, but I, I think Rakeem Jarrett and Dante Demas are really good. Yeah, and, Demas and, had, what, 130 yards like yeah, that, I think? I, I'm not entirely sold on Maryland as a full thing, but I do mm-hmm. think their passing game is still really good, which yeah. we, we knew. Um, I think Maryland, damn, it looks like once again, the Big Ten East is going to have like seven of the ten best teams in the conference. Yeah. Uh, and I also, I do think it will also be a dog shit league, which is unfortunate. Uh, I I don't know. After this weekend, um, it's early, but I think the Big Ten looks like the second best league in college football. I think Penn State, Man. Ohio State, Iowa all looked really good. Penn State looked good? Penn State went into, I mean, we can talk about this later on. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the offense wasn't ideal. It wasn't. Certainly, that's a nice way to say it. But for the defense sure. was really good. Uh, I think Graham Mertz might just be bad, man. Well, and also we should <laughs> say that I, I do think that like Sean Clifford did miss some of those deep throws. Yes, mm-hmm. and I know you like to make fun of Sean Clifford. As, I think he missed all of them, which is interesting. <laughs> uh, but those guys were open, and I think sure. the idea that he might just hit some. And Wisconsin has one of the best secondaries in the entire Big Ten. And the rest of the schedule is pretty... The only other team, hard team they play all seasons, uh, you know, Iowa and Ohio State is all, yeah. is all they have left. So it's like a 10-2 or an 11-1 Penn State. Out of, I think that's pretty well within reason. I think it's almost likely. They're going to yeah. beat the shit out of Auburn. I, I just don't think they're going to be any good. I think they could go 10-2 and two and still not be any good. That's my that's my thing. I don't think, they, I don't think they have an offense that is capable of I beating I think they anybody. have a very legit defense, though. I think yeah, that secondary is The secondary is really good. They, Shout out to Quan Brisker. Go get what yeah, yeah. Um, Next up here, I'm going to have you explain yourself here. Miami versus Alabama. Um, Ryan, as it turns out, Alabama still pretty good. Um yeah, you know, it turns out it's not all about the U. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, I really did think it was all about the U this God, week. This was, was this was such a this is such a throwback Alabama also, I mean, game. Come on though, but like it, you're just fucking. Uh, why? And what makes me so mad is when teams play Alabama, they're already at a talent disadvantage, and they also play fucking scared every yeah. time. They never go for it. Like no. teams never. You know, the only team that's going for is you know. Oh, who was the uh, the triple option that ran through their ass like shit through a tin horn? Oh God! Was it um, uh, was it Georgia? I don't Southern? think it, I don't think it was Southern. I think it was like the Citadel or something. Yeah, whoever um, it might have been. Oh fuck! I can't remember. Who I thought it was. it was Southern, dude. I think it, it might it might have been Southern. It might have been like a good FCS Southern. Team. You know, Missouri played them pretty tough last year, but most teams play. Yeah. Ole Miss Alabama's, usually. Ole yeah, Miss usually does. Yeah, it. I'll tell you what, Lane Kiffin is not yeah. scared. You gotta give him that. No. I mean, teams are just scared to take swings at Bama. Um, which is like kind of frustrating because that's the only yeah. way you beat them is I, by being aggressive. And Miami just quit in this game in the, like the first quarter. Yeah, I, I do think that from watching this Alabama defensive front, I'm not sure how many swings Miami could have possibly taken because Dierra King sure. had about three seconds. Yeah, maximum. I mean that's legitimate too. But yeah, that's probably that's a coaching issue. I don't know. I mean it sucks, but yeah, Bama's clearly you know going to be a top two team again in college Matt, football. And Bryce Young, not to go too long on Alabama, which I don't think is really our our shtick in general. Bryce Young looks so fucking good. Yeah. I mean, good the, the system Lord. is just pretty straightforward. Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it is certainly a very easy system for a quarterback to play in, but he looked so relaxed and so comfortable. His, his pocket manipulation was really, really good. Yeah. Um, Jamison Williams also really good. Surprising that the really fast guy is good in Alabama's offense. Um, I, I wasn't actually 
as sold on John Mechie, I think, after after watching this yeah, game. Yeah, we'll see what looks like they play a real team like yeah. Ole Miss. Yeah, I am, I am however, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listen, I am, however, less sold after watching this game that Texas A&M is going to keep up with Alabama, because I, I yeah, just... Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Well, it's uh, early. I, I'm, I would like to retract my statement in believing that that is well, a, a thing on. that is possible. Miami might just suck, too. We should put that out. I mean, it is possible, but Alabama generally is pretty yeah, good. Alabama's good. Yeah, Alabama's good. We know. We'll right. figure it out. Okay. Next, you blew it next up, Boise State, UCF, we talked about last one here Louisiana Tech at Mississippi State um, Louisiana Tech yeah. had like a three touchdown lead in the fourth quarter Damn. and um, as it turns out is it Skip Holtz? It's Skip Holtz that's out there, right? Correct. Uh, he can't coach to save his life. Hmm. Big time dumbass. <laughs> Big time moron who lost to Mike Leach in a football game. Yeah. Um, Mississippi State comes all the way back. Bro, Miss- you were losing to Mike Leach in yeah. the fourth quarter. What are you doing? Yeah. You, you, it's it's like one of the, the Twitter replies that you get where it's like, you just lost to Mike Leach in the fourth yeah. quarter and he's got like the laser eyes. Um, this, this Mississippi it State. It is like that. It is like that. <laughs> this Mississippi State team. Fucking sucks. This team is terrible. Yeah, this I, is a very bad. Mississippi I'm about ready for Mike Leach to retire. It's it's been about enough. Yeah. Um, got, the, unfortunately, time cut up to him. You know, I mean, or I, unfortunately, I don't really give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, I. It, you know what I think? I think he should go out into the just downtown Starkville and just take some deep breaths. I um, think we should just send him to a farm upstate. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he might like that. <laughs> I mean, lots of room for him to play. Yeah, he might like that. Um, what's the pick here? I, I think it's got to be Louisiana. Yeah, we're. I mean, Louisiana. It's not that they lost. How they lost. They just look like fucking scared and yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, they they did not. It was not the game that I was hoping it would yeah. be for sure. And would you like to play our clips at this point, or have you already played them? I've probably already played them. Hmm. I, I would think. Um, yep. <laughs> it would be interesting to see for sure if I've already played them or not. Um, <laughs> maybe we just play them again real quick. Yeah, maybe I'll just play them again real quick. Uh, next up here, we've got the gotta be a little quicker than that nominees. Oh, you almost had it. You gotta be quicker than that. First up here, Tulane at Oklahoma. Tulane was down thirty-seven fourteen, lost forty to thirty-five. Um, they nearly did it. The the thing this was so frustrating at the end because of the way it happened, where Michael Pratt almost gets that first down on on yeah. fourth and long, and he's like a yard short after they get the onside kick and everything. It's like, man, <laughs> I really wanted to see that. It's also pretty funny that everyone, us included, was just fully ready to buy in on Oklahoma's. Finally, they got the real deal. It's I'll, really Oklahoma. I'll tell you, I'm still ready to buy in on it. I don't. Oh, I, this does not really lower my opinion of Oklahoma all that much. I think Tulane's good. I I, I think Tulane is good, and I, I think, think Tulane's Oklahoma like a seven of, five football team. I think Oklahoma just kind of fell asleep, and I'm mostly going to chalk it up to that. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see going forward. I mean, I don't think Oklahoma. Uh, let's look at the rest of their schedule. See if they have any more tests coming up soon. I don't. I don't know that they. Yeah, uh, this this feels just to to vamp. This feels distinctly more more than pretty much anything else we saw this week. This feels like a week one game to me. Yeah. Um. And I'm just I'm trying not to take a ton from that. The good news is Oklahoma has uh three weeks to really just kind of ease into the schedule with West yeah. Carolina at home, uh, Nebraska at home, WVU at home. Uh, then they have their annual loss to Kansas State on the schedule after that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Get that mad boy out of the way. And then they go, uh, they play in you know, the Red River uh, against Texas the following week. Yeah. Um, so when do they play a real team? <laughs> uh, I do think that those Kansas State and Texas games are going to be a little tricky. That's not a great matchup. That's not, is that back to back? No buy in. Those between? are back to back. Yeah, no that's, not, that's not great. Yeah, it's definitely not what you want when you're looking Riley. Oh. And they, they get Iowa State in the second to last game of the weekend. Okay. Um, so, I mean, there are three interesting games in their schedule, I guess. They probably yeah. win all three of them, but I don't know if that tells us anything about them because yeah. I mean, the Texas game, I'm intrigued now. I'm, I'm excited by the Texas game now. Yeah, I, th- I think it could be. I mean, it's been fun in the past. I think it, it right. should continue to be fun. Next up, Fresno State at Oregon we talked about. Down 21-6, lost 31-24, nearly came all the way back, couldn't quite get enough at the end. I think Oregon sort of straightened up near the end of this game and then yeah. kind of figured it out from there. I, I think, they just remembered that they were a lot bigger yeah. than yeah. You know, Fre- the, Fresno Fres- State's best defensive lineman as a converted wide receiver. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When you remember that, you're like, hmm, turns out we can just run the ball at will. You yeah. know, we're a Mario Cristobal team. Why don't we just try running the ball? Yeah. And then last one, Florida State versus Notre Dame. Florida State, of course, down 38-20, um, loses 41-38 in overtime. Probably should have won this game. Um, if it hits that field goal, I, I think Notre Dame was kind of out of gas and, and didn't look very good. Yeah. Um, Notre Dame's not a good team. I'll, I'll say that flat out. Like We can take Florida State positivity away from this. I think we should also take away this Notre Dame team is fucking terrible. Yeah, but I mean, like, what's their floor? Like, their floor is still like 9-3 and three just because of the schedule. Like, sure. They're, they're not very good. Yeah, no, I agree no but I, I think Jack Cohn is... is 
is what he thought he was. Is what we thought he was. Kyron Williams is good, but they have no receivers. Michael yeah. Mayer is also not that good. Man, I think it might have just been a bad game week one thing for him because he looks so good in the past. It's hard for me to believe he's actually this guy. I think did he do the thing? I think he did the thing where he he wasn't wearing gloves in the first half, put gloves on in the second half, and couldn't catch in either half. Man, that's tough for him. Yeah, uh, cool, I, cool I, guy. I think he's too big for his own good. Uh, he's really good talent. I think I'll get figured. I think it's a one game blip more than it's a trend. He was so good last season as a true yeah. freshman. And, I do think it'd be really um, funny if he was terrible. I, <laughs> I would enjoy that. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, but Kyle Hamilton was really good as always. Kyle uh, Hamilton is awesome. The defense <clears throat> is very obviously not confident in its secondary, which I can't yeah. blame them for because the secondary is not very good. Right. Um, but I, mean, I, I, I still liked a lot of the stuff they were doing. It was just that the cornerbacks kept getting beat down the field. Yeah. Marcus Freeman uh, maybe needs to go back to the friendly confines of Luke Fickle's <laughs> system. Hey, uh, uh, we will talk about the Cincinnati game in a little bit, but Cincinnati, as it turns out, still running the defense. Maybe it was Luke Fickle's defense. <laughs> I think Luke Fickle might just beat the shit out of Marcus Freeman in a few weeks. I think uh, I think Luke Fickle might beat the shit out of every team on this schedule. Um, I think Luke Fickle might be looking around for hearts to take. Uh, did you see the? I saw an interview with him recently that someone dug up from a few years ago where he was talking about living with Mike Vrabel in college. Sure. And uh, as I, I think most Ohioans know this, I don't know if people outside of the state do that uh, Fickle is like an incredible wrestler yeah. and went undefeated through all four years of his high school career. Yeah, I, I believe he wanted to wrestle in college. He, he came out of St. Francis to sales in Columbus. Mm-hmm, was which is a great un- wrestling yeah, program. He was unstoppable. Yeah, he was a heavyweight that won every single match he ever had in yeah. the college ranks. <laughs> I'm sorry, in the high school ranks. And, uh, you know, they mentioned like a lot of guys in high school would go up against them and would wrestle with them and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, Vrabel himself is bigger than Fickle. He's a pretty yeah. big fucking guy. Yeah, Vrabel was and, like a full-on defensive tackle. Fickle yeah. was kind of a converted defensive yeah, tackle. And they asked him if uh, him and Vrabel ever wrestled. And, Mike, and, you know, Fickle said, of course. Yeah. And uh, someone asked, uh, you know, did Vrabel ever get the best of you? And he just looked at him like he was a fucking moron. He's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> you know, uh, I've never, I, I was like, there's no one that's ever gotten the best of me that I yeah, know of. And no, I was like, no, god damn, yeah, dude. No, I mean, I believe it. He's a really good fucking wrestler. Oh, yeah. I um, mean, damn, but good for him. Anyway, yeah. I think he should wrestle Brian Kelly and That'd just solve cool. the game that way. I think he could kill Brian Kelly. I think he could kill I think he any could, coach in college I think football. he could absolutely kill Brian People Kelly. People talk about Pat Fitzgerald as a bad Fat dude. Pat Fitzgerald, yeah. Boys down Pat Fitzgerald. People are liking more and more Boys down Pat Fitzgerald. I'll, I'll tell you what, Luke Fickle would not be the first guy to give Boys down Pat Fitzgerald a good pounding. <laughs> oh man, yeah, Pat Fitzgerald. He 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 took his share of loads this week, buddy. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that seems a little more direct. Mine <laughs> was at least somewhat of a pun. Was it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All I mean, right. I, Any, I think the picture is Florida State, right? Um. Yeah, sure. That's fine by me. I don't really care. All three were pretty fun games to watch, honestly. <laughs> I don't really care. Whatever. Who, who gives a shit? Yeah, it's week one. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Our show or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, um, sounds good to me. Okay, um, next up here, the I Can Feel It Deep Down in My Plums nominees. I don't really know what this means. <laughs> Clearly, I, Patrick is listening to sound clips before the show, and I'm just reading my category <laughs> names. I can feel it all the way down in my plums, getting all swollen. With a light blue hue to them. Yeah, as you guys have probably heard by at this point in the podcast, it is uh it's from Eastbound and Down. It's you know the sure. Ashley Schaefer character. Yeah, I feel it deep down in my plums, mm-hmm. all ripe and juicy. Next, I think next week I'm going to have you read these. Maybe uh, um, this is this is for the games that basically you could just feel the fucking animosity during this game. You could feel how badly these teams hate each other. Yeah. Um. One of them is kind of obvious based on what happened before the game. One of them was very funny that no mm-hmm. one could have possibly seen coming. Mm-hmm. Um. I, so, I think both of them were actually pretty funny. They're both pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, the first one we have here is LSU at UCLA with Ed Orgeron's dumb Cajun ass calling out to a fan at UCLA. Somebody's wearing a sissy blue shirt. Or yeah, something Famous that. sissy color. Blue. Yeah. <laughs> Real men wear purple. I mean, UCLA has pretty much for as long as I've been watching college football has been like the softest team in the country. It's just yeah. never had any like tough guys playing there. And uh, you're getting called out by mm-hmm. Edwards Ryan and just beating the shit out of his team yeah. at home. This was pretty fun. This was an awesome game to watch. I really yeah. enjoyed watching this. I really like this UCLA team. I mean, just watching an SEC team get its ass kicked Dude, up and down the field, so just physically dominated, yeah. especially by a fucking Chip Kelly team. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really Dude. funny. Especially after like the entire week leading up to this, not on our show because we're smart and good, but the mm-hmm. entire week leading up to this on every other college football you know, media thing was, you know, oh, well, LSU is just going to beat them in the trenches. Uh, you know, LSU has that SEC talent up yeah, front. Tom, it's you, fucking 2004 you, 
ass analysis. UCLA yeah. absolutely whooped that ass in the in the trenches on both sides of the ball. And I have to say something here. I yeah. did I did slightly doubt that Zach Charbonnet would do this a second week in a row. He's I good, think, man. He's actually fucking good. <laughs> he's really fucking good. Yeah. His uh, vision is really good. I've been impressed by him. I mean, that's the second week in a row he averaged yeah. over 10 yards a carry. He's, he's a perfect fit for this system, too, because he reads those pin pulls so well. Um, this this running attack is really fun to watch. Yeah, I I don't I still don't know if Dorian Thompson Robinson is a conference championship contending quarterback. Right, just because he hits on like nine passes a game. He he literally completed nine passes yeah. this game. Yeah, and he for aver- like by the for way, like four hundred yards. Yeah, he uh, yards per completion. He averaged twenty eight point eight yards per completion in this game. Yeah, just um, casually. They have they. I, I think it was Bill Connolly on Twitter said something Who? along the. <laughs> um, said something along the lines of like for the first time in a very long time UCLA has like legitimate dudes on offense mm-hmm. like like Zach Charbonnet um, the the receivers uh, what's his what's his name the uh, the tight end Dulcich um, yeah last he, time they had a guy on offense was when Miles Jack played running back yeah yeah I mean that's <laughs> yeah that's that's fair but um, I think it was Dulcich was really really good in receiving um, as was uh, Kyle Phillips who had that crazy breakaway touchdown near the end of the yeah. game um, they just they looked really good <laughs> like the entire offense looked really good it, it looks really well designed it looks like a Chip Kelly offense and it really didn't feel like this game was close after like the no. start of the third quarter pretty much you no, see they, they really pulled away after that point like they just they sort of just pushed them around yeah. Um, this was I, I like I said I really had a lot of fun watching this team play. I, I'm I'm yeah. intrigued by UCLA moving forward as an entertainment product. Also, just like from a you know being smart standpoint, sure. you're, you're at Orgeron. You have been embroiled by scandals the entire offseason. Yeah, you had a terrible fucking team last season. Everyone thought your hires were. The, some of the most expensive mistakes ever made in college football. Yeah, Scott Linehan and Bo Pelini. Terrible. Great, great moves, man. And you've been crowing all off about how, you know, LSU's back. You're fucking trying to get back in the recruiting trail. You have all this talent around you, and now, you know, you're going to get it fixed and whatever. Yeah. And, you know, you go on the road to the fucking empty Rose Bowl with no fans <laughs> in it, and you talk shit week one <laughs> and get your ass kicked by UCLA. Oh, my God. And also, what else we learned from this game, by the way, just real quick on narrative check-in. Uh, we thought the Pac-12 was kind of like a four- to five-team race. It turns out it is, but they're just all in the South. Yeah. Um, it yeah. Turns out the, the, entire, the South is really good. <laughs> the North is really bad. Yeah. Well, I will say Arizona State kind of struggled with an FCS team on uh, for a little bit. On, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, I, I, I trust her. Um, Me too. Yeah. But this, uh, yeah, I mean, LS, or also, you, I trust him for medical advice too. Mm-hmm. Really and, uh, anything. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll trust Dating him with my advice, life. Yeah. Yeah. Therapy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how to pay recruits. Uh, he knows how to do yes. that. Um, yeah. Spa treatments. Mm hmm. Um, Things of assassinating that you know various yeah. political figures things of that nature Media whatever relations yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah all of those um but this this was really i mean th- i think this was part of why this was so fun to watch and then we'll move on was because unlike so many teams in college football especially this early in the season but in general ucla entered this game with a game plan that was specifically tailored around its opponent mm-hmm. and uh, operated in it and executed <laughs> it rather than just running out of base every single play. Like UCLA designed its rushing attack specifically around the fact that LSU has bigger guys up front. Yeah. And so it's they, crazy how that they, works. they did a lot of pre-snap motion to move linebackers off of their spots and created leverage by, by doing that. They created a numbers advantage through, you know, leveraging pre-snap motion. And it's, right. it's, that's not something that they were doing a ton against Hawaii. And I mean, I, I, I missed when coaches would do that. It seems like they don't really do that anymore. And uh, I guess shout out to Chip for having a game plan, which was yeah. a really nice change of pace. Yeah, shout out to Chip Kelly. We've always been a huge fan of Chip Kelly, and we I think mean, he's still listen, really good at coaching. You, you say you say that jokingly. I have legitimately always been a big fan of Chip Kelly. I think he's cool. I, I've gotten waves on Chip Kelly, but um, the other game, just to stay in the Pac-12 here, uh, we're talking about Montana at Washington. Man, um, does Jimmy Lake just suck? Uh, John Donovan certainly does. Yeah. What an awful fucking hire! And yeah, also, how we, foolish are for us to discount that as like not that big of a deal? We, me, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, I remember those Penn State teams, buddy. You can't slip him by me. Yeah, I mean, my God, Montana, an FCS football team. Shout out, yeah, shout, they're, they're pretty good. Shout out DJ Burns, by the yes, way. Yes, yes, uh, Grizzlies legend. Yep. Yeah, uh, Montana forced twelve straight drives without any points from Washington, <laughs> and they forced five turnovers during those twelve drives. Oh my god! They whoop their fucking ass. They beat the shit out of them. 
They, Washington couldn't do a goddamn thing. I think Washington's defense is pretty good. Um, that offense is atrocious. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. It is so bad. Everyone should be arrested. They can't pass the ball. They can't run the ball. They don't have any wide receivers. There's no talent on that offense. That's yeah. how it looks. It, it looks like a. It looks like an FCS team. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Like, is it is it Dylan Morris? Is that the kid's name? Mm-hmm. That kid can't throw a football. That he's, kid sucks. he's awful. Can't read a defense. They have yeah. no rushing attack. Their offensive line is terrible. Giles Jackson is their best fucking receiver. This is pathetic. This is a pathetic show. They had sixty five yards rushing on twenty seven carries. Yeah. This is this is. Pathetic. They averaged four point nine yards per attempt through the air with three interceptions. <laughs> What an embarrassment of a team! It's terrible. I don't ever want to look at these guys again. This is a if like if I was coaching this team, I would pull a Randy Edsel. I would retire. I'm like fuck these guys. I'm done yeah. with this shit. I'm I'm over these fools. They did have one freshman who showed some promise with Taj Davis, but yeah. like that's like a, the lone bright spot in this yeah. entire game full of failure on offense. He had a uh, six catches for fifty nine yards. Just yeah. I mean, for a true freshman, his first game in college football, pretty good. It just happens to be the fact that uh. He also got shut out by fucking, or got shut down by Montana. Yeah, didn't um, this team just land like a top five quarterback? Uh, Sam, who are top ten overall player. Yeah, is he uh, was he in the twenty twenty one class? Yeah, he was. Huh. Uh, I wonder if they should play him. Yeah, maybe actually don't play him because you'll kill him if you do. Maybe go out and get an offensive coordinator and then play him. Yeah. Um, if and only. By the way, it's not like Montana's offense was good. We should point this no. out. Uh, they <laughs> no, had, it was actually really bad. They had two hundred and thirty two yards of total offense in the game. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Good shit, guys. Um, I think my pick here is LSU-UCLA because of both the drama going into this game and sort of the posting afterward. Well, now, sister blue. Yeah, and then, did you see that video? Yes. Where they were, they were doing the, the get the gat dance. Yes. I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, I liked that 2019 LSU National Championship team a lot, but it is fun to see them sort of made fun of in retrospect. Um, and we should start, this is the first official, uh, no, sorry, the second official hot seat watch of the season. Sure. Scott Frost, number one. Yeah. Number two at Orgeron. Yeah. Get him out of my face. Uh, it's time to hire someone different. Dumb piece of shit. Get him out yeah. of here. Bad yeah. guy. Um, throwback game of the week here. There's nothing like a fucking quaalude. <laughs> the three worst games of the week. Yeah, first throwback time. game of the week, just to clarify here. Just uh, means it's bad. It just means it's a bad football game <laughs> that looks like it was like, uh, you know, a 1960s Packers game or maybe yeah. a Woody Hayes football game where yeah. everyone runs the ball 47 times each. Yeah. Uh, there are almost no points scored and you feel bad about it afterwards. But if you're not a fan of either team, you get to point and laugh, and it's yeah. kind of really funny. Yeah, and you get to read all of the, the fawning national media pieces that have to try and justify why these were actually good games and why you should continue to watch them the every The one week. you were most down bad if you're trying to justify a good game is Georgia-Clemson. That game yeah. fucking sucked. Dude, people have been saying it. People have been saying, oh, it was a great defensive battle. No, yeah. it wasn't. I think at least the, the Penn State-Wisconsin game had some intrigue towards the end, which like there were, there were touchdowns scored in the second half. Sure. The second half was yeah. decent football, um, and, and again, there was drama at the goal line multiple times. I mean, the, the fucking Georgia game... God. Just pathetic. This is so the three here that we have: Penn State, Wisconsin, Georgia, Clemson, and North Carolina, Virginia Tech. First of all, we told you so on North Carolina. Told you so. Um, don't don't look up what we said about Virginia Tech. No, this team fucking <laughs> sucks. This team is this this North Carolina team is terrible. Yeah, uh, they have no receivers, which is a weird thing that to not have when you have a quarterback who can't make plays on his own and needs receivers. Yep. Um, it's a it's a stupid idea. I don't know why they tried this. Go out and get some fucking grad transfers in the offseason. I'm doing the Trump bye-bye, yeah, bye-bye. to Sam Howell's draft stock. Yeah, get him out of here. Bye-bye. Um, the, the Penn State-Wisconsin game, I was more disgusted by than you were, I think. I kind of enjoy... Um, I mean, look, I'm a little Big Ten sicko, baby. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you're a little, you're a little pig for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> um, I think Wisconsin's worse than we thought. I think Wisconsin might not win the West after watching this. I think Iowa's going to dominate I, the West. I think, yeah, yeah, I think Iowa... Iowa might win the West because Wisconsin has both a shitty quarterback and also a not very good like front at all. Like yeah. their offensive line isn't very good. How do they have receivers who've been there for like nine years and still aren't good? I think Danny Davis is good. I, I don't I don't think anybody else there is good. But I think yeah. Danny Davis can play. Jake Ferguson was getting dogged by everyone on that. That, <laughs> that Penn State defense was talking so much yeah. shit to him too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, pretty funny. That um, kid sucks. Hey, Jaquan Brisker is, like, besides Kyle Hamilton, maybe mm-hmm. the best safety in college football. He's very good. He is really fucking good. I am, I am excited. I don't think Penn State's going to win or seriously challenge in this game, but I am excited to see what he does against Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave because I think it'll be fun. I think watch. what's tough for him is he's really not a, he, like, 
that's not really his style, yeah. but I am interested to see still how he handles he, he, it. He should be used like a box safety in a four-two-five yeah. essentially. But um, I, I do think he's like a really good player. And I also, I mean, Joey Porter looked better. Yeah. Um, Tariq Castro feels, feels like good. Yeah. Like this, this team. Their secondary is um, good. Also, what's his name? Um, who's the fucking linebacker that's replacing uh, Parsons that mm, we talked about? I can picture him. He's um, he's at number thirty-five. I don't remember his name. Uh, um, hell, let's uh, let's just look that up. Yeah. Um. But uh, I, I I think that watching this game just wasn't a fun experience for me because it felt like Wisconsin's offense was never going to do anything, and Penn State has Sean Clifford. Yeah. And so like the Penn State rushing attack wasn't really all that good either. I like Noah Kane a decent amount, but it feels like there's a bunch of pretty good pieces around a quarterback who just cannot fucking get them the ball. Yeah. It was um, Arnold Ebiquette and Jesse Lucetta, who you're thinking okay. of. Uh, yeah. Both were pretty, pretty good at linebacker. Yeah. Um, but uh, Penn State's defensive line still sucks, by the way. Yeah. Um, I mean, they played decently against Wisconsin considering what they were up against, mm-hmm. but um, linebackers really saved their ass a lot, yeah. uh, <laughs> which yeah. is uh, kind of par for the course at that school. Which also troubling for Wisconsin, given that it... it didn't run the ball terribly well. Yeah. Ch- Chesma Lucy wasn't terrible. Again, an FBI informant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fake person who didn't fake exist person, until this not year. Not real. They just made him You've up. You've never heard of him before no. until just now. Um, this game sucked. I didn't like watching it. I, yep. I don't think either of these teams are actually all that good. I well, think Wisconsin's especially not good. I think Wisconsin might lose to Notre Dame. That's how not good they are. Um, yeah, I mean, it's possible. I mean, they're the so same, just, they're the same should, team. I guess we should clarify here. When we're talking about these games, we still have to talk about Georgia Clemson here in one second, but... Yeah. Uh, when you're picking throwback game of the week, does that mean you're picking the worst game of these three? Or are you picking the best of the bad games? How are you treating this? I'm treating it as which one was the most throwback Hideous? of the game. Like, which yeah. one was the most just, like, ugly ass, you know, yeah. they were they were really not able to pass the ball down the field, things and, like that. And by that. the way, I think it's possible to have a good running-only running, a running only game. Like, you could have, like, yeah, a Marshall-Buffalo sure. game that ends up being, or, like, Coastal versus... Yeah, I like watching triple Buffalo, option yeah. teams. I don't think this was that. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. Um, these are, the, the throwback game of the week, I think at least to me, means teams that wanted to throw the ball and can't, (laughs) right? Like, like Wisconsin would have really liked to be able to throw the ball, but it knows it can't do that. Yeah. Um, You know... Penn State hit a couple. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Georgia Clemson. Let's talk about Georgia Clemson. I told... Um, Speaking of told you so, guys, guys, come on. Why do we think this was going to be good? Folks... Why? Why did you let the fa- the 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 mainstream lying news media tell you that this the game fake was going news to be? Media has yeah. once again lied to you about the the, uh, the untold demise of Dabo Swinney. Dabo is dead. He is a dead man walking. A <laughs> he coach. Di- he died. Yeah. Um. No. His they, career's done. He told you he's gonna quit coaching whenever uh, they start paying players, and he ain't lying. Yeah. I. This is. This this just gives more more credence to my theory that you shouldn't ever watch the primetime ABC game because it will always be dog shit. They always pick the worst possible game for it. Patrick, question for you. Yeah, sure. Do you know how many points Clemson has scored in its last seven quarters of football? I don't imagine it's very many. 17 points in seven quarters. Hmm. Do you know what DJ Ungalele's record is as a starter? Isn't it 0-2? 1-2. and Okay. He oh, that's right. Boston he got the Boston College. College. He barely, he barely beat, beat, beat yeah. Boston College. He was I, nearly 0-3. I don't think that DJ is is bad from mm-hmm. watching him. I well, think we're he, certainly hearing more and more. I think that he, <laughs> I think that he is behind a a bad, a straight up bad offensive line, and yes. I don't think he has any receivers. And I think well, I, those I mean, guys were not open. Like watching that game, those guys were not open. But that's just. A, I mean, I mean, you might be. I think I don't think you're wrong. I, I do think that's just a development problem too. Like those sure. guys yeah. are talented. They should They're be big, yeah. fast motherfuckers. Like, you just can't teach other someone how to run a route. Which, by the way, Tony Elliott did yeah. a terrible, not just a terrible job developing receivers, but a terrible play calling job in this game yeah. too. I mean, what awful play calling. His his game flow is really not good. It, yeah. It's it's it, there's no real rhyme or reason to it. They couldn't get any sort of running game going. I think that the offensive line is a very serious problem here. And I have to say, although he was recommended to us as a good player preseason, Will Shipley. Looked like shit couldn't block couldn't block and he runs like <laughs> very stiff yeah I, a friend of the show uh, Ari Wasserman sent me a text during their game or maybe it was Bill one of the two I'm in a group chat those two one of the those two, two yeah. athletic freaks and uh <laughs> They, uh, they sent me a text that uh, Will Shipley runs like Master T. <laughs> Which we are hearing more oh, and more man. for they sure. Both, they both run a 4-3 and you can't question mm-hmm. that or else people will yell at you. It's um, very real and mm-hmm. you have to believe it just because, uh, you know, fake news media, bad strength coach Mick Marotti tells you so. That's right. He's telling um, you so from Clemson's... Uh, whatever mm-hmm. he's also coaching Clemson which is why yes. they look like that <laughs> um yeah I mean Clemson man you guys fucking suck dude yeah Georgia on the other side also sucks I'm I'm ready to say it. the the defense is really good 
That Georgia offense yeah. is dog shit. They don't have any wide receivers, and JT Daniels isn't very good. Yeah, the JT Daniels thing is bad. I mean, 4.5 yards per <laughs> attempt is just hideous. Threw uh, a pass directly to a defender. And, like, like, despite all of that, despite absolutely no passing him to back off the defense yeah. uh, and playing against a really good offensive line. I'm sorry, a really good defensive line. Samir White averaged almost six yards a carry yeah. uh, just cutting through that. I mean, just bulldozing guys. Yeah. He's I, impressive. Like, I, I think Georgia's probably going to go 11 and 1 or 12 and 0. And then lose to Alabama by thirty points. And I don't just, know when the schedule beats them. It's twelve and zero, but I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, they're in the SEC East. I don't think anybody there can beat them. Yeah, Florida, I mean, Florida certainly Florida can't sucks. beat them. Auburn Tennessee's sucks. not going to beat them. Yeah, Kentucky's yeah. decent. They get them at home. Yeah, Kentucky maybe. <laughs> Kentucky can throw the ball down the field, which it, is more than anybody else in that hey, fucking conference. Can hey, say. is uh, is UAB the second best team on their schedule this year? I mean, probably. <laughs> <laughs> UAB um, has an identity and knows how to do it, which is more than most teams on that schedule can say. Yeah, I mean, god damn. Th- these guys combined to average 4.6 uh, yards per attempt in pa- this, the passing game this this, uh, this entire game. This shit sucks so bad. This was bad. This sh- they um, Stop fucking playing these games. Oh my god, I didn't look this till right now. Do you know, I, I mean, I know college football rushing numbers include sacks. Sure. Do you know what Clemson's rushing numbers were for the game? Isn't it zero? They had two yards and 23 carries. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and, like, we seriously... I, I don't say this as a bit to, to, to you know, complain about ESPN dialing these games up. They need to stop playing these games in September. They will never be good this early in the season. It's they Stop fucking playing these games this early. Play them in November. Yeah, whatever. I mean, like I, I open the season with with have it be the dog shit games. Yeah. Don't don't schedule these games for week one because they're always like this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, damn, I don't, I don't know if it's. I, I hear what you're saying overall is a larger I, point. I, I agree I, with you. I, just, I don't think. I don't know are, if this game is because they're not ready to execute yet. Clemson might just be like this. I, Their I, O line might be this bad. I doubt that it would be like this in November, though. I think that these two teams would be much more ready to play in November than they would be right now. Well, I'll tell you this, and we're gonna get to their game a little bit here. NC State's winning this fucking conference. Yeah. I mean, they might. <laughs> they, they are. We they are. Looked, we are waging yeah. jihad on behalf yeah. of Dave Dorn and Tim Beck. They looked legitimately very good. Uh, they played a dog shit USF team, but we'll we'll finish up here. Throwback. The throwback game of the week, I think, is Georgia Clemson. Right. Yeah. Sure. Um, the North Carolina game, we didn't touch on a ton. Both teams are bad. Yeah, the um, game sucked. I barely yeah, watched it. Yeah. It was really, really ugly. I was driving home. I I was in the midst of a thirteen hour drive home from Minneapolis that day, I was, so uh, I was not. I, I was at a Diamondbacks baseball game. Mm-hmm. How'd uh, that go? Uh, it Did was have, cool. I you have a hot dog. I got a not only did I have a hot dog, Patrick. Mm-hmm. I, I had a green chili hot dog, and Let's I also go. had a churro dog, Ooh. which with ice cream on it. We love that. Uh, and I got to um, heckle some uh, outfielders, as I mm-hmm. love to do. Um, I mean, what? There's not. There's nothing better than that. Yeah, I mean, damn. Actually, that stadium is pretty cool too. They opened the is, roof up. Okay, so um, it is indoor, but it has a retractable. Yeah, okay, gotcha. yeah. There's a pool inside the stadium, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty sweet. Did you go swimming? Mm, I was going to, but they told me I was too cool uh-huh. for school mm-hmm. to be in the pool. Right, so they told you you couldn't keep you couldn't keep your shirt on. That's mm-hmm. what they said. Yeah. Okay. Um, other games to hit on here: USF at NC State. Let's fucking go. NC State's really good. Let's I th- USF fucking is, go. USF is also terrible. To be clear, USF yes. this USF that program part's not important. Yeah. This USF program is is it is it is dead (laughs) in the middle of the desert this team is in hell like ucf is about to jump ship to the big 12 and usf is doing this i remember like for a long time ucf was desperately trying to catch up with usf like usf was a power conference team at one point in time yeah and they have just i don't the, the lesson here don't hire charlie strong and then especially don't hire a fucking clemson assistant i think there was some kind of maybe magic or some kind of i don't know um enchanted jewel inside mm-hmm. uh, uh jason pierre paul's fingers that was blown off whenever mm-hmm. he had that fireworks incident and everything's been downhill for them ever since he's smoking that enchanted jewel um uc davis at tulsa uc davis upsets tulsa 19 to 17 no real thoughts here but damn um damn that's not good guys that's yeah that's not good. Tulsa's really fucking bad. Yeah. Turns um, out losing all of your best players makes it tough. Yeah, all three of their best defensive players are gone. They bring back pretty much everybody else, but the defense very obviously does not have an identity quite yet around new players in those three positions. I think it's the two cornerbacks and then linebacker. Um, offense, Davis Brin, not the guy um, at quarterback. Uh, Duke at Charlotte. I had a lot of fun watching this on my phone in, I the can't la- say I in, in the last hour of the drive back. I sort of had it on just off to the side. We were keeping an eye on it. Um, shout out to friend of the show Wyatt Crocher, who is uh, actually a full-on Charlotte fan now. Shout out after, Wyatt! After moving to Charlotte, I, I got him invested. Uh, South Dakota State at Colorado State. Um, boy, Colorado State needs to needs to move on from Steve Adazio. Yeah. Um, they got. I think they lost by twenty points in this game. They it was not even close. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> 
do you know one of the craziest part about this? Sure. Is they get Vanderbilt at home this week. <laughs> And they're favored by seven points because Vanderbilt lost. Yeah. I don't know if we had the schedule or not. They lost 23 to three at home to East Tennessee State. It's just like a fine FCS team. They're not great. They're they, fine. They, they might barely make the FCS playoffs. Man. Yeah, that's, um, boy, speaking of not looking very good against an FCS opponent, Northern Iowa against Iowa State, hmm. 16 to 10 in favor of Iowa State. Hmm. My pushback here, and I'm not going to, this is not going to be a full hearted support of, of Iowa State because I, I do think that, that they do this every year is legitimately troubling however they do this every year um and they always seem to win those really close games you know what so else they do every year though they lose to iowa they lose to iowa and they're I, about to start o- or one and one and i am after watching iowa i am concerned <laughs> does this mean you're willing to repent we will see we'll get to that in the uh in the preview show um army at georgia state army Absolutely whooped that ass. This is a very good army team. I, I am. Let's I, go. Shout this, out army. This is a very, very good army team. This is like a ten and two or eleven and one army team. This is one of the top armies we've seen since the Taliban uh, government. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Western Michigan at Michigan. I thought Michigan's offense looked good. It 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 does this every year, but I did think it looked good. JJ McCarthy had a really nice pass that went. Yeah, that so throwback high. was really yeah, good. That was, oh my god, that was nasty. Yeah, Ronnie um, Bell had one of the best catches of the season, and man, then promptly it sucks. Got put in a wheelchair. It sucks so bad that he is. That he's going to miss yeah, the season. I feel bad for him. As with um, Ibrahim, uh, or Ibrahim. Mo Ibrahim. Yeah, Mo Ibrahim. Um, that sucks. That that sucks really yeah. bad. Those are fun guys to watch, and I think the. Uh, I'm curious to see what what Michigan does to uh, to replace Ronnie Bell, but the offense probably, did look good. I mean, he was their only receiver as it was, so I'd yeah, say so probably nothing. No, probably yeah. not much. Um, Western Michigan, kind of a disappointing showing, but not terribly surprising. Indiana at Iowa, man, the Iowa, <laughs> yeah, the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The uh, Iowa front, really, really good. The Iowa defense in general, really, really good. Indiana's offensive line, not ready to go. Michael Penix, trash. Not good. Um, uh, it turns I, out losing Watt Fillier, was, like they predicted, was a problem. I, I think Indiana's offense is probably better than it showed here down the road, but boy, they were not ready to go for this game. Yeah, they um, got their fucking dick stop. This yeah, was uh, this, this was, was bad. This was... I mean, maybe no team in the country failed to show up, maybe Clemson, as little yeah. as Indiana did. This this felt to me like a... a uh, Indiana's a worse version of this team, but like the 2017 Iowa-Ohio State game where Iowa just immediately wins the game, like five minutes in the game is over because yeah. they scored 21 points in the first like two minutes yeah. or something. You're like, oh, well, I guess we should just give up. Um, Iowa does have a tendency of, of doing that. Um, UTSA at Illinois. Um, UTSA is good. UTSA is full on good. I, I'm not going to begrudge Illinois too much for losing this game because UTSA is, is good. But what's crazy is UTSA won this game without Sincere McCormick doing yeah. that much. He was yeah, just like it, fine. He and averaged I, like four and a half yards yeah, carry. I wrote a newsletter about this um, yesterday about how UTSA really passed the G5 upset test, which is that P5 teams generally are going to focus specifically on taking away your star player when you're mm-hmm. a G5 team. Um Illinois did that. They did that really well. They, they, I think he ran like 30 times for 113 yards or something like yeah. that. Like not very good. Um, but UCSA adjusted in game. They kept using him, but they turned it into, he was the decoy a lot of the times on right. RPOs to Zachary Franklin. And, uh, Frank Harris did a really good job of it. I did, the offense looked good. And the, uh, I, I think UTSA is a, is a team to beat in the CUSA along with UAB and Marshall. And, yeah. um, let's hope that, that Charlotte is also legitimately good. Cause then we would have a fun four team race in the CUSA. Um, and I believe Illinois plays Charlotte as well this season, if I'm, if I remember correctly, that sounds right. And, uh, by the way, this, we had to nominate this game for the Patrick Mayhorn conflict of interest game of the week, uh, <laughs> where of course you have to root for every G five, you have a P five team. But you also have invested a lot of stock in Brett Bielema. Yeah. He'll um, he, listen. He's going ba- to bounce back. Okay. It's, a, it's a minor setback for have a major. Have you guys spoken yet? Um, no, but I, I'm, I mean, I got to give him time to cool down. Okay. Um, Miami of Ohio at Cincinnati. I only put this on here to mention specifically. Cincinnati whooped oh, that. Oh, they're ass. good. Yeah. Cincinnati is so fucking good. Yeah. Desmond Ritter. Uh, good lord. Yeah. Stock up. The the rushing attack was absolutely nasty working on all cylinders in week one which is insane like I, I i posted a couple clips of their offensive line there were a few more that i didn't post that were also really good their execution up front is just phenomenal it is it is so good yeah um i mean jerome ford had 12 carries for 121 yards <laughs> and, touchdown. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't even like i don't think miami's defense was playing terribly 
like I, I don't think it was terrible. I, I think it was just that Cincinnati was absolutely moving it wherever it wanted yep. up front. Like this offensive line is ridiculous. I, um, I do think it's kind of interesting though that when Evan Prater came in, uh, you know, he I think he had like five plays, touched the ball, and mm-hmm. four carries, thirty-eight yards, and a touchdown. Uh, one pass attempt for an interception. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like we're going to have a running quarterback situation that features Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, well, the good news is uh, we don't have to. We yep. don't have to worry about that quite yet. <laughs> um, yeah, this team's really good. They're going to dick stomp Indiana and Notre Dame. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't think either of those games is going to be close. They need Indiana to turn shit around. I mean, Indiana yeah. has like four built-in losses though on the schedule. With, yeah. like, with obviously they just lost to Iowa. They also have Cincinnati, Penn State, and Ohio State still to go. Let alone everyone else in the schedule. Yeah. Uh, they need Indiana to like hang on and go eight and four or something. Yeah. But I, I alluded to it earlier. I. I think Cincinnati is going to completely shred through this schedule. I don't think there's a single team that will come within maybe three scores of them. They are yeah. they are fucking dominant. It they looks, are so good. It looks like, man, they might have a path to the playoff now. Like, if Oklahoma yeah. can manage to fuck up a game. Especially because, I mean, Clemson is going to look like shit all year. I think Clemson might legitimately lose to NC State. That's not I, a bit. I'm not joking about yes. that. I really think NC State's winning the ACC. Yeah. I'm like 100% in on it. And they're probably going to do it with one or two losses. And yeah. so, like, they're not going to make the playoff. I think the Pac-12 champ probably has one or two losses. Yeah, unless it's UCLA, in which case we support them getting it. Right. Um, we yeah, like we sure like both of the LA teams. That's yeah. that's my official stance on um, that. I think like an undefeated Cincinnati, especially if Notre Dame can win like shit nine yeah. or ten games. Yeah, they need they need Notre Dame to help them out a lot because Indiana will not be. No. Um, and SMU has to win every game besides the game SMU. Against, speaking of, was playing against Abilene Christian. It's a nobody, but they right. their passing atta- their passing attack looked unbelievable. Yeah, I think rock. Preston Stone had seven touchdown passes. Um, they've got Grant Calcaterra is like their fourth receiver, the, the tight end from Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. yeah. I they, are, a they are that that team is is sickening on offense. It is ridiculously good. You had the wrong quarterback, by the way. It was not Preston. It was not Preston. Tanner Mordecai okay, had, uh, sure. had seven touchdowns on thirty attempts. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, I think I think Rasheed Rice looked really good. Um, Grant Calcaterra, I think, had two or three touchdowns. Um, two. It was, I mean, it, they, they, they were just running four verts, and nobody can stop them. And by the way, they did it without Reggie Roberson, who did not yeah, play this game. I'm hoping that he will be he will be healthy, because that Cincinnati SMU game, I think I think Cincinnati's going to win by a couple touchdowns, but I think it'll be fun to watch, because uh, those sure. receivers are really good. Um, teams that are not good, FAU at Florida. Florida, not good. Um, well, well, well. Emory Jones, not good. Good runner, uh, not a good passer. Anthony mm-hmm. Richardson I, I, is a better runner. I think if you're going to do that, you might as well just do it with him. Because um, he had. You might a, as well. How about you recruit a fucking quarterback, you bum? No. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to. So quit asking. Um, I, I think that. I think they're still going to win like nine games just because there's not a ton of teams that I think can really beat them. And right. defense looked really good. It's FAU. Um, but the defense looked good. I, uh, who's the kid that they have off the edge? I was looking at him earlier today. Um, vamp while I, while I look up this kid's name. Yeah. Um, Florida is really, really bad. And I think, that, <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to lose a lot of games. Um, specifically, I think Vanderbilt, that, you know, Kentucky. Right, yeah. right. I mean, I'm just looking through Florida's schedule right here. I've, I've got the kid's name. Chris. I see. I'm, I'm still going. Okay. I see. I see probably four more losses coming on the schedule at least. What do you mean uh, more losses? They didn't lose. Oh, uh, whatever. Four losses coming on the right. schedule at least. But I think that uh, this counts the loss in my mind. But okay. also, uh, <laughs> a 34 or a 35, seven or 14 win over FAU. The SEC has four teams, and everyone else is pretty bad. Sure. Um, the guy I was thinking of, I don't know if you'd remember him as a recruit. He was a four star Chris Bogle the outside mm, linebacker sure, yeah, yeah. he looked really good Bogle, but yeah. Bogle he looked really good um, that ki- they had him coming off the edge somewhat infrequently for some reason when they whenever they brought him he was immediately in the backfield yeah. um, he's like six he looks like six six 210 pounds that rocks um, one he's, of the top kinds of guys yeah it's a, that's a very good kind of guy um, but uh, yeah they, they should play Anthony Richardson he's the better runner and they're only going to run anyway right. um, Louisville versus Ole Miss the Ole Miss offense is so much it's fun so so fun that little Matt Corral jump pass that, that, was, like, that was not it was not a penalty they were engaged yeah yeah that was a bullshit call I, I stand by it that was a bullshit call they were engaged it should have counted um, yeah, those, I li- agree. those linemen were married yeah come and, on uh, Matt, Matt Campbell <laughs> or not Matt Campbell Jesus Christ uh, Matt Corral uh even without Elijah Moore just yeah. getting it done. He's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> He's so fucking good at running that offense. Uh, how about... They do, it without, they do it without Lane as well. I um, was only watching a little bit of that game because I, yeah, I had to I catch a plane. I didn't watch it super closely. I didn't uh, think it was going to be very good, and it wasn't. Just checking the box score real quick here. Sure. Uh, Jerry and Ely, wow, not... I mean, he had uh, 15 touches for 88 yards. Yeah. Could be better. I don't... 
honestly, I don't know if they really need him, <laughs> which is funny. Um, yeah. Like, obviously, he's nice to have, but Matt Corral is just so good, and it, it seems like they've found their new uh, their new guy at receiver in... Um, Drummond. Ontario yeah, Drummond. Ontario Drummond, who yeah. is... Uh, it looks like a su- maybe a super senior, so I'm yep. surprised Nine that Nine catches has- for 177 yards. <laughs> just light work. Uh, Louisville, once again, sucks. Yeah, uh, Louisville's fucking terrible. This is our third guys. hot seat coach of the... Guys, uh, move on. Come on. Yeah. That both both parties don't want to be here. Just move on. Um, Pac-12 North, not a good week. We've we've touched on it already. Pac-12 South is good. Those are that's our perfect division. But the Pac-12 North, uh, Nevada beats Cal. Um, Nevada looked pretty good here. Cal just can't score. Can't do shit. Yeah. yeah Cal's offense is terrible, which we knew. Uh, Carson Strong is good though. I, draft guys are going to post about him a ton. It's going to be really fucking annoying, but he's fun to watch still. Yeah. Um, boy, some of the worst people on Twitter. I'll say, draft guys, get them out of here. Yeah, we. I like like two or three of them. I like yeah. Dane Brugler, and yeah. uh, that's about. But it like for the me. ones who just post about like, uh, oh, this could be a day three steal, and it's like, shut up, shut up. Yeah, doing that in like September. Of, yeah, no, shut the fuck up. Shut up, man. No, <laughs> go back to the pit that you live. <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, bro, you have Master Teague as a fucking fourth round draft pick <laughs> tough, right now. Shut tough, up. Bo- tough Borland's got great instincts. Yeah, yeah. They, those guys love that. Yeah, you know, um, we need players in the NFL who can get their teammates lined up right. That's right. Yeah, Shut the up. NFL players famously don't know what they're doing. Um, BYU versus Arizona. As it turns out, Jed Fish, not good. Um, not sure mm. why we pretended that he was for like three weeks there in the offseason. I was, I was, this is so embarrassing, this story, okay. but uh, I was at dinner on Saturday <laughs> night with my high school friends. Okay. Uh, we were talking about just college football, and someone mentioned the BYU Arizona, Arizona score because we had left the house at this point. Yeah. And uh, someone's was like, what was uh, Arizona's new coach's name? And. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, it's Jed Fish. They're like, uh, what did, what, what's, where did he was? I was like, oh, he was an assistant for the Patriots. So you, you probably know him for being the Michigan receivers coach. And they were like, no, we sure don't. We sure don't know him for being Michigan's receivers coach. Uh, and I was like, oh, for sure. No, me either. Me, me neither. Me neither. No, I definitely don't know yeah. that either. Definitely wasn't at what, UCLA near the end of the Jim Mora era or anything My like God, that. My God, what a bum. Yeah, uh, one, of, one of the worst coaches of all this time. This guy fucking sucks. Let's, yeah. let's, let's. BYU's yeah. rebuilding. BYU didn't look very good either. No, they just I, I think they went Arizona. with Jaron Hall at quarterback who, isn't very good, which is interesting. He's a decent athlete. Is that his but, name? I thought it was a bit on the D. Uh, you you could be right. Um, but uh, yeah, the Arizona really bad. You can go ahead and vamp. I'll pull this um, up while we're talking. Utah State at Wazoo. No, I'm just kidding. I'll just we'll stop. Sure, Wazoo also really bad. Um, Nick Rolovich, maybe not the guy. Seems like maybe they shouldn't have hired Nick Rolovich. It's not going great. No, Utah State is like in the very beginning of a rebuild. Utah State sucks shit. It just hired Blake Anderson. Wazoo just hired be him. a lot better than this. There's yeah. no excuse to be this bad. No, this is bad. Um, Stanford at Kansas State. We knew it was going to be bad. It was bad. In Arlington. Yeah. The Can- game of the week. Kansas State didn't look terrible, but I think Stanford is just... I think Stanford's really look, bad. Look, Deuce Vaughn fucking rips, yeah. dude. Deuce I like, Vaughn um, is so cool. Is it Skylar Thompson, the quarterback? I don't mind him. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually kind of sneaky enjoy Kansas State, yeah. which is... Uh, they I don't have, think I they, they have the North Dakota State blocking schemes, which are always fun to watch. Right. Um, this Stanford team, man, I I think it's I think it's time for David Shaw. Yeah, like, I, I think you got to put him out the pass. <laughs> Deuce Vaughn had 15 touches for 135 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, no one else in the ball touched the team nearly as much. I mean, That's just, probably he, low. <laughs> he's for Deuce Vaughn. He's like, going to average like 200 yards a game yeah, this whole season. He's and he awesome. Is, again, in case you are not a, a little sicko who watches every game every every week. Yeah. Deuce Vaughn is five foot six and allegedly 172 pounds. He's yeah. more like 145 that is, pounds. Yeah, that is generous. Yeah, um, yeah, and he probably runs a four two. Yeah, but Kansas State, I think, is is a maybe a bowl contender, uh, sure of, of some sort because the Big oh, they Twelve. They could be like yeah. the fifth best team in the Big Twelve yeah, for all sure. we know. Uh, last one here: Oregon State at Purdue. Uh, these two teams both suck, bro. You lost to Purdue, guys. You lost, way, guys. You lost to Purdue. Yeah. Is this in your you blew it game of the week? You were kind of high on Jonathan Smith coming into the season. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I was high on him as some as much as I like think you, he you might. have a poster of him. Yeah, in your room. I have you a post. Him. I po- yeah, yeah, I did do that. Um, I think that they. I mean, they're in the Pac-12 North, so they could still go nine and three. Right. <laughs> but, um, I don't think either of these teams are any good. I, I I think it was just which one was was slightly less bad yeah. and Purdue was slightly less bad I am unfortunately betting on Purdue to win a football game this week uh, they do play UConn so it seems pretty okay. comfortable yeah. but uh. sure I'm, ex- I'm excited to announce that I'm the new head coach at UConn um, so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes for me um, Ryan do you want to get out of here 
yeah, I think that's all about to do it. I think the only thing we have to say is uh, simply, as always, go Bucks. Roll um, time. Yeah. Uh, shout out to another Buckeye victory. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing how little time possession the Buckeyes can have all season. I think yeah. we can see them get only 20 minutes and still score 40 some points. I'm excited to see if they can get it down to 10 in a game. I think that'd be cool and win by 30. Right, yeah. like I, I think that'd be fun. We're calling this the Akron Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Many people are asking Ryan Day, take the Akron Challenge. He's like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and All folks, right. folks, we're not going to tell him. Yeah. We're not going to tell him what it means. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> All right, Ryan, I will talk to you for the uh, for preview. All right.